right, man. Looks like we were going to miss a week. We're not. Yeah. Bringing it on uh, earlier in the week. It is the Dallas Buyers Club. Jordan Amati, Patrick Gallagher. I'm Blake Higgerson. Coming at you with the sports talk with a little bit of a Dallas vibe to it. A little Dallas bias. You know what I'm saying? And uh, as always, a little round table on uh, what we missed out on each other's lives since we last spoke. It uh, hadn't been that long now. You ain't about that life. <laughs> Jordan, how was, uh, how was uh, Wednesday to uh, Yeah, well, Wednesday to the day. Uh, I went on a thing called the Dallas Ghost Tour Pub Crawl. Ooh. Are you familiar with this thing? I am not. All right, so uh, Mary set this up, and you know me. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm down, I'm down. I don't know what's going on. I never. I listen. I just know that this, this date is blocked off for... Something murdery. Some kind of okay. activity. It's always murdery and alcohol involved. So I'm never disappointed. I just know it's a fun time. And gotcha. my girl's pretty good. It surprised me with stuff like that. So uh ended up going out to Dallas. We started off at the Green Door Saloon or whatever. Pretty much what is it? It's a old I guess it's uh it's a old bank slash speakeasy that was like but it's rebuilt from an old building that was set somewhere else like in the 1800s back in old Dallas. Mm-hmm. But you know, so pretty much there's a little it's are you afraid of the dark for $30 and get your drink on. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. one stop shop? Oh uh, no, no, no. We ended up going on a tour. It's pretty much a walk so we pretty much walked to the green door to the Adolphus okay. and then pretty much do ghost stories all the way from there to there. So it's like it's a two and a half hour thing, $30 a person. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's group discounts. Uh, I would give you the website if they gave me money to do that, but do they give you Google uh, works? Like Google works for like drinks or is it uh, just, you got to buy your own drinks? Uh, you buy your own drinks, but they put you, they give you specials group. Okay. We have group specials pretty much and we get a uh, glow sticks. You know, we've always wanted to do <laughs> yes. that, but uh, you know, we've gone to places, you obviously do and things like that. Yeah. It's never, it just had never panned out. It's always one of those things like, eh, is it just going to Now this is, this, this is that? a nationwide c- company. So they do, they have, uh, they do the same thing in new Orleans. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find the same thing in Austin. Uh, if you want to go to San Antonio, they have the same thing. I think they have like probably up to twenty different places across probably the United Galveston States. Galveston too. I, uh, I don't think Galveston from this from this specific site. Okay. There's territories, you know. what I'm saying it's like you got to rep your side. You got to stay where you at. We already started this ghost still. Have uh, you said your girls into the murder stuff and surprise? Oh yeah. Have Have you ever uh, done one of the the murder mystery train rides? No, no, we haven't done that. Yeah. Like to me, it's one that if if she brought it up, it'd probably be something that I would do. Yeah, I'm not against anything like I'm that. Kind of but interested in a who done it, you know, type of thing. Like yeah, you know, if it's done right, like. You know, in my mind, like, y'all ever see the Saved by the Bell episode where they all go to the haunted house, to the thing, and they do the murder mystery? Like, it was something done well like that. I'd pay good money to go do something like that. But. Sure. But, you know, I did have to drop some knowledge Michael. on some people during the little tour just to brag about myself. Because uh, when I wrote my JFK pe- paper, Junior Thing, it's like, my mom took me on a little tour. It's like, this is where Kennedy got shot. Right here. Uh, uh, uh. Now, this is where Jack Ruby murked <laughs> Lee Ari Oswald. Ta-ta-ta-ta-ta. Dallas Municipal. So, it's like, so we got there... And and like, uh, they're like, oh, do you know what happened here? I'm like, this is where Jack Ruby got his murk on. <laughs> like, so it, we were the annoying part of the crew to where it's like, a lot of, like, y'all are too educated to be over here. Like, stop saying stuff because we get it, you know, history, but there's a ghost aspect to these things. So stop it with the history. Off the air, we're talking about And then I, we definitely made, went to Masonic Lounge, and I was like, where's the lizard people? <laughs> and, and, and he definitely Brad. looked at me like, I killed his punchline. <laughs> like, and I was just like, let me shut up now. But uh, Mary's homegirl, Cher, definitely made his night. Uh, 
uh, entertaining after that because he was the, she was the one stealing the punchlines in the Thunder after that. I just got the got the crew rowdy. Nice. So yeah. you mentioned uh, your junior theme. I was mentioned. We talked off there for a little bit about grimy seventeen year old stuff. I'm so <laughs> embarrassed by this now. I thought I was just such a Philly badass. I did my junior theme on why marijuana should be legal. I mean, how fucking retarded is that? Hey, it happened. You you talked it to fruition, man. But in high school, like, hey, man, hey, let's just hey, let's look at this loser. Goddamn bullseye right on my fucking chest. It's like yeah, hey, dude, it's I'm like we're in your car fuck. every day, every fuck. day, high all day. Hi till I die, dumbass. Anyway, how was your week, Patrick? My week's been pretty good. Had a pretty relaxing weekend for the most part. Ate a lot of sandwiches. A lot of sandwiches, okay. Hey, pay the cost to be the boss of Man, the sandwiches. I, I had I had illusions of grandeur. Illusions of grandeur. Uh, the I old had lady, dreams. <laughs> the old lady went out of town. Uh, from so like he's uh, gonna mess around with bad diet stuff. <laughs> well, that's that. That's the wild out I ended up. Hey, that's, that's usually what I do. That's I, not I'm, I'm a cook steak. Out. I'm a fried chicken. I'm gonna do it all. That's the wild out I was gonna baby. do. I ended up working a little later than I thought on Friday, so I didn't go out Friday night. And then Saturday, man, just didn't. I was gonna go to bars. I was gonna like see. And man, I just me and the dog, man, just kicked it and ate crap. Uh, that was all we did. I'm like, that's. Hey, sounds, I could have gone and done nice. Yeah, but I could have gone and done anything. And just you know, I, I didn't do anything. So it's one of those things. I didn't really try hard, so it wasn't like I played games. But I was like, I was an old dog, man. I was like, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know who to call. I don't know what to do. My Ghostbusters. Life, my life had just been so, uh, you know, being away from everything for so long. Even though we've been back here a year, you know, I'm still not uh, in the uh, the swing of things with, without the old, without having the old lady just be like, let's go do something together. So, right. Anyway, uh, stay streaming, buddy. And yeah, watch stay it, streaming. Uh, I was honestly just, uh, I didn't watch the All-Star game live, but I was going to talk a little trash about it. That's where I was going to go with my stay stream. And I tried to stream the All-Star game. Oh, okay. Bad basketball, terrible basketball, like worse than regular. You know what I'm saying? Like less defensive you've ever seen before. Oh, like wow. if you thought they could play less defense in an All-Star game, you didn't watch this one. I didn't even, I honestly didn't even give a shot. Well, you know time, me, I'm, I'm usually. Time, I actually, I, I turned over to watch it and it happened to be at halftime. So that I gave it one attempt. Swung and a miss, and then didn't go back. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, It was. you know, it's one of those things where it's like, let's stop and watch somebody do dunks. It's like, why didn't y'all participate in the dunk contest then? Like, you know, it's just one of those things to where it's like, something needs to change about it. I'm ready for change. Yeah. I need change. I, I like, and and I actually have I actually have something that I would do as far as change is concerned. I, I do, too. I yeah. do, too. Uh, I've been inspired a little bit. But uh, before we get to that, anything anything good? Anything new? Uh, I was streaming a show on Netflix. Uh, as far as I know, it's new. It's new to me, anyway, called Bad Sport. Okay. Oh, okay. This is about all the all the crimes that have happened. It's, it's well, all the scandals, scandals and scandals. criminal okay. criminal mischief uh, around some different sports and different sporting events. It's there's been some good ones. Six or seven episodes or mm-hmm. or installments, whatever you want to call them. It wasn't too bad. Yeah. Uh, I'm about halfway through. Pretty good. Yeah, I haven't got anything new. I did uh, hear something that uh, one of the shows that I really loved. Uh, when it went away, they decided to come back a few times with some made-for-TV movies. Uh, so a show that I really like, I got back into it, been watching, re- re-loving it again. I don't know if y'all have seen this. It's got tons of aspects of things I love. Mm-hmm. I love a good detective show. I love a good black-and-white buddy comedy. It's psych, isn't it? It is psych. Yeah. It is psych. Got back to psych. Watch the psych. 
But yeah, so you know, it's always nice to kind of catch up and go back and watch some stuff. You know, catch some stuff you didn't miss and, and things like that. It's also, you know, when you're doing other things, it's nice to have anything that you're comfortable with. Where you're just blocking it out of rooms. Mm-hmm. So rediscovered that there hadn't been, you know, with the old lady out of town, didn't want to get into something that controversial. Not not in the fact that the show would be controversial. The fact that you watch it without her. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, I'm there, man. And get man, it, there was it. a couple that I was just like. Mm. Mm. It's like should they have like a list of like the like the most controversial shows that people fight over watching I mean, behind you know, each seriously, other? Seriously, there are like, some. That's sure, a thing. Sure. It's a thing. And especially you know nowadays where you got to watch so much with the internet with spoilers. Like no, we got to like get really close to the time. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to have the show earlier is because it's like if I don't get these two hours of TV with her, then. Then she's not going to catch up on this show, and I'm going to end up watching. It's you know I'm trying it's snowballs. to yeah. I'm, it's snowballs. Hey, let's 100%. diffuse that bomb. Off at the Let, pass. Yeah, let's right. get it. Let's get it right now. Good, let's good get looking right out. Good Love looking you, man. So uh, All Star Weekend, you talked about you tried yeah, yeah. to stream it, and it wasn't. Uh, no, you know I saw a couple. It's one of those things. It's like you know the best thing about All Star Weekend is the highlights. Yeah, I mean, you, you can you can sum it up as it's that. the highlights. Yeah. It's the highlights, you know, because you're going to see amazing dunks and people do amazing things and crazy stuff they would never do in a real game. You know why? Because it's not a real game. I think they need to put the stakes up. You know what I'm saying? I have here's my here's what I wanted to say. Okay. U.S. versus the world. Let's take it. You know why? Because the world is catching up as far as U.S. basketball goes, and it's like, and I love the Nike Hoop Summit. It's one of the most slept on games that is played in college, and as far as the high school guys go, pretty much the best of the best uh, McDonald's All Americans are combined to one 12 man team to play against the best players in the world under the age of 19. And, you know, and you know, and recently. It's it's been a, it's been very close and these they go back and forth because once upon a time it's like that's where Dirk made his legend you know what I'm saying where he dropped well he dropped the most points ever he was the first guy to drop 34 in that All Star game isn't that what but, they used to do um, with the Rising Stars thing uh, I think they might have did something like that but I just think but that I mean, it was it was a certain age that was yeah, different I mean, yeah yeah well yeah, Rising Stars game it used to be you had to be in your first two years it was rookies versus sophomores but they but used it to was. Rookies and sophomores versus like first two international. They, they yeah, they, they've like they've that. done a lot of different things with that game. Uh, I, but you I know, know you're talking about something. Yeah, I know but I know a lot of people different. have said let's go back to east and west, and I'm like that'd be fine. But I think that like look, it's like the rest of the world is good enough at basketball. It's like we might as well take as many practice sessions as we can for our U.S. national team. And guess what? The guys that we've just end up voting in. That's who plays in the game, and they'll get to play together, and it'll just be a scrimmage opportunity for that team, U.S. versus the world, because I'd love to see Giannis play with Luka. Like, you know, say, that'd be amazing. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be amazing to see those two guys on yeah. this court at the same time? Like, you know, and just to see, because to me, because th- to me, because because to me, people's minds will change. They ain't playing around anymore. It's like, oh, 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 they think these Euro guys have caught up to us? It'll be an agenda. It'll be something to where they'll be passionate about. So I think that Djokovic and Luka and, and Giannis, Giannis, it's like, they, we, we get smoked. U.S. might get smoked. They might. They might. Be, they don't even put in a point guard yeah. yet. Yeah, it's like Embiid. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like they'll just have a whole bunch of seven-footers out there and Luka playing point. Let's go. Embiid playing two hitting threes. Like, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Or wait, no. It'd be Giannis at the two. What? Embiid at the three. Joker at the four. And Gobert at the five. Like, like. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think who would be a great two, a great international two that's out there. But 
international too. Uh, it's we, like we, we just, Buddy Hill's bohemian. Well, we just be and, and like and and, and the thing. Is, well, nobody, he's bohemian. Well, he's bohemian and he's a three point assassin, so it would help that team work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Every but time they every could time, go out there, but yeah, up. it'd be a problem. And the thing is, like, and the thing is, part two. yeah, and the thing is, and the U.S. would hate hearing that, and that would motivate these guys to be in there. Well, see, I had a, I had a different approach. It's okay, the same. Okay, it was about attacking the pride. Okay, and it was. All right, man. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna have best of first and second year, mm-hmm. and um, G League, and it's gonna be those guys versus just a combined pros. Oh yeah, and put a cash put a cash deal on straight cash, homie. And like how they do those select tournaments in the summer, where they'll have the Ohio State alumni versus like Memphis alumni. It's like if you guys are in shape, go get Jaron Sullinger out of there. We haven't seen him in years, but guess what? He'll drop thirty in a summer game for a million dollars. Yeah, that million dollar <laughs> straight million cash dollar tournament, man. I can't yeah. believe that they don't have some better uh, better players out there. Yeah, that million dollar tournament, but. But yeah, do something like well. The, the, the thing is, is I, I think they're not they, they they're not allowed to have NBA professionals in that league. You can't be active NBA well, I, but professionals. Still, there's but it's not, like, but they have guys come overseas guy. and they definitely play I mean, in that league. Because you know, like, I think Scalabrini has been the best player, the best NBA player, really. Well, I think what happened is like with that tournament, uh, also with the big three, I think it dilutes the pool of the talent yeah. that would be in those tournaments because it's more like you go with what you go with. Because right. if you're forty something years old, how much basketball do you really want to play? Yeah. Like you retired because you're done with it. Or your body tells you tells you you're done with it. So, but I yeah, feel like when I see it, I feel like there's certain teams out there. And I'm like, this is the best you could get out of uh, Syracuse alumni. There's not, you know. Hey, get, <laughs> hey, I'd like. Hey, if Derek Coleman's three three twenty five, he's still gonna get twenty because <laughs> can't nobody stop that. That's six ten. That's Derek Coleman. He got skills. Well, like I said my, my thing was right? also gonna be not only that, not only that game, but then it's everything. Everything, uh-huh. every event is money, and it's yeah. youngsters. Versus the old yeah, school. Yeah, it's like old school, new it's, school, old school, new school. And it's dunk yeah. contest, three points. Of, yeah. And you got somebody coming out there who you never heard of from the G League yeah. hitting threes looking at Dave Lillard like, what? What's up? What's up? I got you. It's I like mean, Tim Legler won a three-point contest too. So Craig Hodges. They don't got to be superstars out here. Come get your ass whooped. Like, you know Hodges, Larry Bird. You know where yeah. you can find me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, at the end yeah. of the Bulls bench. <laughs> yeah. Sucka. It's like, I, I'm waving that towel hard, but <laughs> check. And, and, and Paxton took my job. <laughs> now, uh, one of the big things, Matt McClung, obviously the big story. He won the dunk contest, and people are saying, yes, in fact, he did save the dunk contest. Now I had, I sent you the the message. Did he did he ruin it? Because now these guys would be afraid to come and challenge a a, a guy, you know, because Mac McClung is an internet legend, you know. He's a dunker. It's like this is what he's been doing. It's like he's won every dunk contest he's ever been in, you know, versus a guy like Zion who hasn't had to be in one because this guy, you know, somebody like Zion, it's hard enough for him to stay on the court, let enough be available for an all-star weekend or an all-star event. But I just think that uh, outside of the money coming up, I think that Mac McClung, he saved this dunk competition. But I just think that it just shows that uh, – it's better for them to think out of the box than to just come and get just a guy. Right. You know, it's Zion like, you know. said that he would come and that he was, that if he was healthy, he'd do this next year's dunk contest. Yeah. And now I think, 
I'm, I've been, Josh I've, said I've, nah. I've been, I've been watching. I've been, Josh wa- said yeah, nah. I mean, I've been watching Zion's mixtape since uh, he was 16. Yeah, since before he was even a yeah, it's like, prospect. Yeah, because it's pretty. Because to me, it's like Mike, Mark, like Mac McClung and Zion Williams were like the that that was that was the that was it that was the internet sensation. You want to watch some dunks? Type in McClung. Type in Zion. And they you're, both and started you're, yeah. you're off the radar. Mm-hmm. That, you know. Uh, yeah, under recruited like guys. And you know, the last I saw, you know, Zion was like, you know, he was a three star guy. It was like, where is he going to? And then all of a sudden, I guess he finally broke through to the actual. Main he went from six six to six eight, and it's and, then, and everything changed. Well, yeah, I guess maybe <laughs> that was it. But I mean, I always looked at him and when I'm watching the tapes of him as a youngster. I'm like. Man, this might be another Larry Johnson. Yeah. This dude is just. That's exactly what I called him. His comparison, I've always compared well, him to Larry and, Johnson. And he's going, unfortunately, too much like Larry to Johnson. To me, and I've always said, it's like, why you jump so high and you can never get 10 rebounds? <laughs> like, it's like, you bigger, stronger than everybody. The desire for the rebounds isn't there. Like, you know how they say with, with uh, defense is effort. Rebounds are effort. And if you can jump higher than everybody and you're strong than everybody. Like, Charles Barkley, <laughs> Charles Barkley, six foot four. Maybe six five. How many times he lead the league? And it was him or Rodman for the most part right. when they were playing. Round you know, it's like and we over here looking at this Joker Carl Malone trying to look all swole, doing all types of disturbing things. We'll talk about him a little. Well, no, let's, you know, let's go. Right now, right, so, ambassador. So, the ambassador Matt was this big good story of the All Star. Bless game. your heart. The 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 story that went the other way was. You know, every year uh, the franchise has to pick a, a former player as an ambassador. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dirk was our ambassador. Well, it doesn't have to pick a former player. I guess it'd be current. It could player. be a current Dirk player. Dirk was the ambassador yeah. for the All Star game. Is it the since they traded everybody? They don't got nobody. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so this year it was Carl Malone for Utah, and Carl Malone pretty much by default because you had to pick between a piece of shit and. A batshit crazy right wing wacko. But they like best friends. It's like they talk all the time. They probably share the exact same point of views on everything. They do. They do. That's, I mean. He, like, Carl Malone is that. He's like the black guy that Republicans are like. Yes. Yes. It's like, oh, talk about your truck some more. Talk about your boots some more. Talk about your farm some more. You want to come down? It's like, it's like. Yeah. It's like if he if he wanted to be a co- he could be an NFL coach and he didn't even know football. I mean seriously, it, the only reason you don't know more about his views is because you don't need to delve down how big of a you know because Utah gets down it, with that. Because he gets first of all, it just right off the map. It jumps you know hey you got caught having sex with a child. Yeah. Um. You know when you were in college. And then, you know, you... And what? He was uh, the estranged father of Cheryl Ford, one of the greatest WNBA players of all time, and pretty much didn't claim her until it's like she had a claim. Oh, right? well, until she was in the uh, uh, Louisiana Tech. He, yeah, he, well, it's, it was before she went to Louisiana yeah, Tech. He was it was while her, she he was, was her dad at Louisiana Tech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 it was once she was Cheryl Ford, the top recruit. He wasn't going to miss out like he yeah, missed no. out on his offensive lineman son that he didn't claim. Oh, Demetrius, not wait, Demetrius Bell. Bell, yeah, yeah. Demetrius Bell was yeah. His he son. he was directional state uh, he, Louisiana. Uh, he uh, you know signed over his rights to just cut a check to the family. It was like this here. Don't talk to me. He's apologized for all that stuff, but that doesn't mean it didn't happen. Yeah, it doesn't mean it didn't happen, and he can apologize. He apologized to it now. Now that it's now that the internet's run wild, and you, you get you know what's gonna happen. Out. You know what'll happen before he gets canceled. Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel will get canceled for the old Carl Malone stuff before Carl Malone gets canceled for his old Carl Malone stuff. That's accurate. That's accurate. <laughs> but you know, as for somebody who lived in the area where he's from, uh, people hate him. 
I mean, he's not. He's, he's a he's, deadbeat. He's, well, he's no, but I mean, he's also just a dick. Yeah. Uh, and he's opened up now. He's got uh, ATV stores. This is his big thing. He's got big ATV uh, uh, dealerships that he has around Carmelone, ATVs, whatever. Because he got Carmelone love ATVs. But he be selling them I'm left Carmelone. and right. He be selling them left and right, man. Hey. Because. Well, you know, in that area, that's a poor area that that hunts. Yeah, and so there's no no. It's necessity. Realistically, is going to put and going to spend their money to put an ATV dealership in a poor area like that. But at the same time, poor people blow their money all the time on payments. So he just got all the poor people. You know, hey man, you can do like one night, nine money, month, the rest of your life. It's poor people. I mean, he's 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 after it, but they couldn't have. I mean. I'm trying to think of who they could have found who would have been better. And I'm just like, I don't know, Byron Russell, maybe? Uh, Jerry Sloan, is he still alive? Uh, Adrian Dantley. Do we need? Do we need? Adrian Dantley, six-time All-Star for the Utah Jazz. He's actually the all-time uh, scoring average leader in Utah Jazz history. 30 points a game as a Utah Jazz player. It's just whenever uh, Stockton Malone got there, that's kind of when they phased him out and Adrian Dantley went elsewhere. But that's a famous name. Everybody knows that right. name. But six All-Star games, 30 points a game for one team in a six-year stretch. That's what that man did. He should have been there. He's still alive. He's still well. well they would have had to answer questions on why there's no uh, – Carl Malone and John Stockton, yeah. but you know, you say, "Hey, yeah." It's like if I can do research answer. out of Dallas, then you know better. Come on now, don't answer. It's like it's like, like it's, it's like, like it's like it's like another guy, stuff. another game. Daryl Griffin, he was a runner up at the dunk contest, uh, or he was finishing the top three. I want to say behind Dominique and and Matt and Michael Jordan. And whenever they were d- doing their dunk off, he was the third place guy that everybody forgets yeah. about. But he was a guy who came into the league averaging 20 points a game for Utah. Name in the rafters. I'm naming all guys whose names are in the rafters. Utah. But you know why? They're black guys, but they're not their favorite black guy. They'd rather it be a, 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 a guy they can relate to. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you almost said something. You almost said something. Yes, he is a guy that they can relate to. A guy to. they can I relate to. I my off-season long-haul trucking. Yeah. They like it's like he's their type of people. The only thing, like, that's, the only, what they, that's what that's what they've shown us is what I'm saying, right? Isn't that what they've shown us? That's the only thing that they questioned about him was, man, why'd you airbrush the, why do you airbrush your trailer? And let's not even and we didn't even talk about the Vanessa Bryant sexual harassment stuff because I think that's uh, whenever all this stuff kind of went to like Kobe's about to fight this man. It's like and we need your hands for jumpers, dog. Yeah. We can't have you boxing Carl Malone. Yeah, it's, it's like because guess what? Win or lose, you gonna hurt your hand. Carl, there's a big there, man. There's reason to believe that Carl Malone may or may not have changed over the years. Yeah, but another guy, Jeff Hornacek. Oh, Remember Jeff Hornacek? Yeah, he was he was a key he was an integral part to that team. Now Brian Russell, that's the guy who like Michael Jordan's like get off me. Uh. <laughs> it's like now he's probably in more pictures of any Utah Jazz player ever because that's an iconic jumper by Jordan. Like well, you know, I was going with yeah, you know the, yeah. something that the younger audience yeah. might be. But Jeff Hornacek, but I think Darren Williams. You know, Darren Williams, I think he's recent enough. Yeah. You know, it's like, and he was on a trajectory. Remember, it was Darren Williams versus Chris good, Paul, who's better. Good, good it's like, that lasted for like three years, four years. But he, they had him there. But I just think that they could have replaced Carl Malone in everything that they had him do with one of these guys. Because Darren Williams. Or one thing that they had, that they took him out of. Dude, why don't I just give it to Dwayne Wade? Just let Dwayne, he's part ownership of yeah. the team. Just, hey, Dwayne Wade or, handle it. Or just give it to Dame Willard. He went to Weber State. It's like you, you, you a brave black man to go to Utah, like from Oakland, and just be like, all right, hey man, it's not BYU. Oakland. You live in Oakland, you ain't afraid of much. Yeah, Apple. it's like yeah, but the thing is, it ain't Utah. Hey, it's it's children of the corn type of scared over there. You know what I'm saying? It's just different. It's different. Yeah. I don't know what I'm seeing. 
as I did. It's like, but it's just like not Utah, not BYU, but Weber State. That 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 is so Utah. <laughs> I don't even think Utah why, why, people why, why, do why that. People get afraid too, man. I mean, yeah. Not not that I am, but I mean, I I think of the uh, what the the kid who got drugged through town, like uh, Matthew Ferry or something, whatever. It what is. in like Wyoming or yeah. Montana or something? Yeah, I'd be like, man. Hey Jasper, I don't ever forget Jasper. I don't even go. I don't even, I'm like, I don't even look at that sign. Yeah. Nah, dog. I was like, you know, yeah. hey man, if it could happen to anybody, like if they just think you're one way, I'm like, no. All right, so we're going to talk about these uh, these NBA players. Let's go ahead and talk about these guys. Uh, so what what is your take on it? Do, do you think that these guys are actually being babies, or do you think that are we all babies compared to our parents, and if they were able to talk about what we're doing on a play-by-play basis, then we're all punk bitches? <laughs> yes, both. Yes, both. Yes, I think, I think the answer is yes, both. I think they it's are like, being babies, but at the same time, I think that um, – I think that no matter what, apparently that generation is going to talk bad, and the generation is going to talk bad. So I mean, it's all going it's to just happen. What, it's just what it's so, just. So I mean, it's secular. part A, it's, it, yes, and part B is yes too because they are doing some stuff that is a little bit, you know, like I don't get to load manage my job. No, what other job do you get to load manage? I need to turn the camera off. <laughs> well, hey. <laughs> Well, there's a difference. There's I love difference. my job. No, it's like, no. All right, so check it. Now, here's the thing. Greg Popovich, he's pretty much, can we call him the godfather of load management? It started with the Duncan. Like, you know, it's like, and he was working with an old, that was old, old team yeah. of veterans. And, and they but, continually reminded him yeah, how old your team is. Yeah. I mean, everybody in the media, they just kept telling him. But like, I think, find my old team, but, rest of my old team. But I swear they used to find him at the beginning of that. They used to find him like a quarter million dollars every time well, he did that. Well, because he – I don't – are they still – are they telling everyone's load management or are they making up excuses? Because he used to put – He's like – he said he's like old. Yeah, he would say old. Yeah. So, I mean, so, if they're making fake excuses like Belichick does on stuff like that, then, then I mean, you can't really say anything. Now, and my thing is like, well, this is – it's like this is y'all's predecessor. This is a guy who was who came up with you, Barkley. He was an assistant coach during that time, a college coach during that time. It's like, and this is something that he started. So he's created this monster because he created a monster in San Antonio as far as knowing how to keep Duncan, Ginobili, and Parker fresh in the later ends of their career. Now the thing is, I feel like I I, I think that maybe that there were way more back to backs for everybody back in the day. But I feel like kind of now it's more like if you're not – it's only the on-demand teams that play – they play more back-to-backs than like, you know. It, it's like the Kings will have more back-to-backs next year than they do this year. Because, have to look at it. Yeah. But, but I, 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 but back-to-backs? I, yeah. I get it because if you played a doubleheader in baseball, yeah. not everybody's going to start gonna play. Yeah. Games, uh-huh. so I get yeah. that. Uh, but it's not even just the load management. I mean, it is a load management things too. But it's also – I signed a contract here. I don't like it. I want to go. Yeah, I mean it's just so many, so many things that you know. I wonder on load management too. Is did we get to a level where the NBA just doesn't have any sort of say or control because these players are making a fraction of their total income, some of them mm-hmm. on the court as opposed to off the court. Yeah, you know, well, I mean, you got a guy like, look, man, I can't get you know, I gotta keep these fresh because I, my shoe deal is gonna really what sets my family. Well, but the thing is, is like you can only you can only keep that shoe deal if you maintain your your status as that player on the court, you know. So, but you're more likely to do it if you're playing. 
yeah, you are. But at the same time, it's like if you're making the playoffs, you're definitely going to play in all those games. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, and I think you see more load, load management with teams that are winning. You don't right. see it with bad teams. Like, you know, it's like because you even saw LeBron say the other day, he's like, I, I don't see myself sitting out any, any more games. Can't, can't afford to. Can't afford to, you know. And the thing is, it's more of those things. It's like we're up. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so what's the difference between making him – play the first half and we're blowing somebody out and sitting them out in the second half like you know and i get it from the fans perspective these tickets cost more money now than they ever have before these players make more money than they ever have before but the owners make more money than they have before you know and so the thing is like well, the we, question is do the owners make more money or is the, there's the money only there because mark cuban would have you believe that he's never made a profit off the mavericks that's that, why. That's, that's why. That's why he doesn't tell you how much he makes in concessions because he doesn't want you to well, know how much money he actually makes. Like I said, I'm not oh, saying. Yeah. That oh yeah, yeah. We're not. It's, yeah. I mean, I believe when a hockey owner says it. Yeah. But when an NBA owner says something like that, I never would believe it. If an NFL owner, I believe be so he's not making as much money as he used to make. Probably but, him personally. You know, because both, no, the major the yeah. major money you make in owning a franchise is selling the franchise. Yeah. And the thing is, I think it's the, I think it's because it's so much shared profit. It's not based off of what he's doing as an individual owner to where I, maybe that's where he's upset because it used to be Mark Cuban is kind of like you know he's like the bad boy owner of the NBA and he was like you know ESPN has going to make sure that they show Mark Cuban to see what he does you know back when he's the young wild owner of the NBA but now you know. It's it's just a business to him, and I think that so much profit sharing with a huge TV contract, there's not that much difference between what he does if he tries his hardest to if he does his least. Right. And I think that's going to hurt his motivation. That's why Shark Tank, baby, see him every Friday. <laughs> like, like you know, it's like, and, and he's not. And to me, it's like he'll be doing. He'll sell. The, he'll sell the Mavericks and still be doing Shark Tank. Yeah, uh, you he know, won't, he won't I, I, you Mavericks, know, I don't but, think uh, you know. But yeah, he would. Well, if he sells the Mavericks, will Shark Tank still want him? That would be the bigger thing. Yeah, because, uh, you know, it's like, I think he's the only guy who's, like, currently, currently, like, doing, like, like running the business that made him his money. Like, you know, like, you know, that's made him his name. You know what I'm right. saying? Because everybody else is, like, has gotten rich and they got their name and now they have other ventures. Versus Mark Cuban was rich. Then he became famous, the famous Mavericks owner, Mark Cuban. Right. But so I he's still living have, in that. Have made themselves a personality from the show, whereas yeah. he was already a personality. So they, they've created a life outside of the show to promote and where his is just going back to doing yeah. what he has to do. On, yeah. But that's not, now, neither here. I'm sorry. Yeah, here. I'm sorry. I want to get back <laughs> on these players real quick. I, I will say one thing that's different. Remember, back in the day, there weren't these summer, summer obligations. Like Charles Barkley, do you think he's playing basketball every day in the summer? No. You think Shaq's – like these – Look at how these guys shoot compared to how these other guys used to shoot. So you can obviously tell that these guys are playing way more basketball now than these other guys were back in the day. Because as good as Charles Barkley was, you weren't thinking he's going to shoot 40% from three any year. He was a good three-point shooter for a power forward, but that wasn't part of the game back then. But the thing is, his handle's not like a Draymond Green of today. Like you know, To me, it's like these guys are working on their craft year-round. These are guys who... Grew up playing AAU basketball versus being like local legends that you hear about dropping. Like back in back when these guys grew up, like the Barclays and the Shacks, it's what you did at the high school game. He did this in this high school game. Now it's all about AAU. Well, it's that's all about AAU. That the players, yeah. the old heads, yeah. uh, complain about is, yeah, they didn't play as much, but it was also tougher to find a game, a quality game, because. You didn't play with Charles Barkley if you were Jordan. Yeah. You didn't play with – you weren't friends with these guys to do that. 
Whereas all there's these no guys internet, go, hey, there's no you, communication, there's all, no they're yeah. all buddies and stuff like that. Whereas they were like, no man, when we're on the court, why well, dapping you up during the season? Well, no, but it's you I can think go gambling stuff, but we ain't gonna be on a court in the offseason. I'm not fixing to show you how I train, my moves that I do. But yeah, but it's also like but they haven't known each other since they were eight years old, like these guys have being phenoms and stuff. Well, that's yeah, that's, yeah. that's true. Yeah, well, so it's like I mean, the familiarity. It's like it's like everybody acts like they're killers because they're killers. They're killers because they had no communication. Like you know, what I'm saying it's like they're killers because they're not familiar. Don't it's like because well, they spent time together, like, but they wouldn't do it otherwise because you know that they spent time together golfing. Like 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 let's like. Let's not forget, like, Charles Barkley didn't go run to the Houston Rockets. You know what I'm saying? Let's not act like Scottie Pippen didn't run over there, too. Yeah. They didn't work out. Then he ran to Portland. They, but I would never team up until Michael Jordan retired. And it's like, and I would never team up until uh, KJ Johnson, uh, until Kevin Johnson and Dan Marley are falling apart. And I see Hakeem and, and Clyde Drexler just got a championship, so I'm going to get one, too. We remember Barkley. We remember. Stop, like, just because it's an irrelevant part of your career doesn't mean it didn't happen. Right. Like, you know, it's like, so I just think that it's there. It's like they hope that people, when they're in the, they're, you know, they're passionate when they speak. They're like, oh, well, I did do that stuff too. It's like, well, you know, I'll own it when somebody calls me out, but they got to figure it out and call me out. But, uh, but I think it's a lot of jealousy because the money's so big. You know, I think a lot it's a of lot of it. That, and, and, but I also think that with the, with the summer stuff, it's like time management with the, with the, you know, because Dream Team was like, let's get together, train for two weeks, get beat by a college team once, and y'all never lose again. Like, you know what I'm saying? Now it's like, we need y'all to train for two years to get ready for the Olympics because cause Joker's coming. You know what I'm saying? It's like, these guys are better over here. To where it's like, these guys are having to play year-round. To where it's like, it's just they're just more beat up. I just think so. I think it's that. I think it's uh, that. Really, the social media thing, uh, you know, everybody's so much more involved in what everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. You're able to have an opinion on what everybody else is doing. And, and everybody's going to have it. If you put it out there that you're doing something, somebody's going to have an opinion that you're doing it one way or another. Yeah. You know, that's why we got, you know, the banana boat crew, you know. Right. Why, why you let that picture slip out on the internet of you and your boys just rolling out casually on a banana boat? I mean, but, and so it gets put out like that. And, yeah, a lot of the hate is... Um, that the difference in money, but also it is, it's just a different time. Like you just, Michael Jordan was one of the first to really discover weights. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm getting beat up. Well, I yeah, by, got beat up by so the these guys are learning from yeah. other people. That's like, hey man, nobody spends, what you can say about uh, LeBron mm-hmm. is, you know, hey, he spends, his body is his uh, corporation. Well, and it's he like he, he looks dollars. like an all-state, all-state football player who kept who said, "No, I'm gonna keep playing basketball." And because that's what he is. He yeah. spends a million dollars, over a million dollars each year on trainers, on supplement. And it's on not like Tom stuff. Brady. It's like it's like he's already a freak, and now it's like let's just get crazier. But it's just yeah. an investment. It's like, hey man, it's like a write-off. Hey man, I, I put down taking yeah. one million to make sure that next year I make forty million. Yeah, I mean and. and is no nobody in the previous generation did anything like yeah. that, and so I mean, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's I, we used to say when he was in high school, it's like this is this. What's it gonna look like when Ben Wallace is crossing people over? That's LeBron James, and that's pretty much what he turned into. But like I said, the yeah. value's there for all for both the owners, the players, and off the court. So they have more say in what they're gonna do within the organization, and it's upsetting. I think though that Kevin Durant is wrong on it being good for the NBA because yeah. yeah, it might be good to have people talk about the NBA, but it's bad for teams like it will be for the Mavericks yeah. if they lose Kyrie and don't get anything in return. 
that's not gonna that's gonna be good for the NBA, bad yeah. for the Mavericks. All right. So speaking about Kyrie, uh, Kyrie missed the last game before the All Star break to play in the All Star game. Uh, and the Mavericks ended up losing their third straight game. You know, yep. with or without Kyrie. You know, they, you know, I would just think that going into the All-Star break, you'd want to play as many games as possible. Are you concerned about him not playing in that game at all? You know, um, I'm going to hold off on my concern, mm-hmm. and I'm going to see what happens. I, I think it's not a great look. Yeah. But they're not concerned with the looks. When they're concerned about it, yeah. I guess what I'm going to decide to do is I'll be concerned with it. I mean. He did just hey, drop 26 in a quarter. I guess he take a night off i mean he's uh you know you're just gonna have to deal with what you're gonna have to deal with i mean you made this deal and if he decides he needs a night off you're just gonna have to say okay because if you don't then it's gonna be a problem yeah you know he can say he was disrespected over there well all it was disrespected over in brooklyn for was that they didn't just give him the max yeah they didn't give him the max, and so he wanted out. Yeah, Simple I mean, as that. So, uh, you, you, if this is a player that you want to keep, that's how you keep him. He wants, he got to sit, he got to sit. So the Mavs and that's going to be an issue in the locker room when it comes an issue in the locker room. And if it doesn't become an issue in the locker room, then you know, and they're maintaining, then it shouldn't be an issue outside of the locker room. So they're about to start a six-game homestand with San Antonio. Uh, I want to say San Antonio. They play the Lakers during this th- uh, six-game homestand. They're going to go against Phoenix. Philadelphia, uh, it's it's look, it's looking like a you know a, a litmus test stretch, uh, as we like to say here on the show. So, uh, what are you looking? F- do you are you looking for them to pull a certain type of record out of this little stretch? Because they're if they're at home, they got to go fifty. They got to go five hundred. Well, if you're at home, you can't. Five hundred ain't enough for me. I, well, with well, chemistry, okay, because right, they're Phoenix. Playing, okay, they got Phoenix. All right. To me, it's if they lose to Phoenix and Philly, that's fine. I think if they lose to LA, then that means that LA beat them in in the in on the trade deadline, and they did enough to make their team better than the Mavericks. Because to me, at this point, we're both playing with a kind of a new team. Well, who are the who the other teams? I don't. They'll beat San Antonio. Yeah, they'll beat San Antonio. Uh, Let's see. Let me pull it up real quick. So I'm not necessarily going. I think uh, Kyrie and Luca going to give everything that they have against the Lakers. So I, I put that as a win. All right, so we got Spurs, Lakers, Pacers, Sixers, Suns, and Jazz. The Jazz could do it. Yeah. The Jazz could do it. Now, my whole thing is just being at home, I expect more. I think that, fi- like, to me, if you're, if you're a playoff team that wants to have success, like, moving forward – if you're not a 500 team on the road, I don't expect you to do anything in the playoffs. So, and I get it, them being a new team, like like trying to get adjusted to each other. But to me, just having the homestand, I think this is kind of like my make it or break it moment for the Mavericks, to where, like, it's gonna like, kind of like the rest of the season. I'm gonna believe is, like, how far they can get in the playoffs. I'm gonna decide it in the next two weeks based off these six games. I'm not going to. I'm gonna hold off until Kleba uh, gets back. Yeah, because. Their interior defense is – I mean, you've got to shoot lights out against – to go 6-0, you're just outscoring because they can't defend anybody in the post right now. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if if there's a way that they can. Well, they're saying Cleve is a game-time decision against San Antonio. Okay. Cool. So, he's he's supposed to be back. So, so during this stretch – A lot's going to be – more is going to be asked of him than it has been in his entire career. 
Well, I think that it's going to help that now that they have Christian Wood actually established in the rotation versus how it was to where Christian Wood was not playing at all. You know, and then I think that even Dwight Powell was, you know, playing backseat, back fiddle to McGee. So pretty much the injuries to Kleba and, you know, and the terribleness of JaVale McGee has forced these two guys to actually play. So I'm more interested to see how that rotation works once we get Kleber here. The big thing yeah. is, uh, is they just got it. Christian Wood, God love him, from what I hear, is just got a very low basketball IQ. Um, yeah, his defense is not a physical thing. It's it's all. Yeah, he's a guy he who grew up under- playing center and he's learned how to play the perimeter he since he's been when in the it's time to switch. Yeah, uh, who his guy needs to be in certain situations. What but that's your do. guy. You said he should have been playing from day one. Well, I mean, I still believe that. I mean, I still believe I, the I, fact I, that he, the way he scores, you've got to find. You've got to figure it out. I just think it's. I just. I think Dirk was a great off the ball defender. Yeah, great backside defender. But nobody said Dirk was good at defense. Now, yeah, well, he, uh, he uh, the transition game of of the team as a whole is yeah. what has made Christian Wood look so bad. Yeah, but they are all looking bad in transition yeah. right now. It's just it's you just, just want somebody. You just guy, want somebody with that frame to be more right active there. than that. Yeah, it's he's like the last resort, and they get him, and they're too, they're got him too deep in, and then once you're too deep in, I mean, you just arms up and you hope that they miss. Yeah. All right. So the Mavs play the Lakers this Sunday, two thirty, ABC. You gonna be watching? Yeah, yeah, it's your job. <laughs> so, uh, new look, new look Lakers are, are they a true playoff threat now? You think with the, I, with D'Angelo Russell, Mo Bamba, they added uh, Rua Machimura a few weeks ago. It's a chip in the chair for anybody right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. They didn't get worse. Yeah, um, they definitely got better, but it, it's a chip in the chair for for whoever is in there. I think that's why Russell you wanted, Wilson. That's why you wanted, I mean, I'm think Russell Westbrook bringing off the roster is kind of addition by subtraction, just because he's a not a shooter. He's not a shooter, and it's no disrespect to him. It just doesn't fit, and I think he could go fit elsewhere, but he needs shooters around. I him, think especially the locker room was so fractured that just getting him out of the locker room would take off on the court out of the way. I think that it was just awkward there, and when yeah. it gets awkward, it's it's just. It's just something that's not right. Yeah. And they hadn't looked right, and and that's a big reason for it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, they still got to get healthy. They still got to find bodies to put out there just like the Mavericks do. Um, now, the one thing that's upsetting to me is uh, what I found out uh, last today that apparently was happening Sunday night was, you know, we're all – everybody's all-star except for Pat Riley, who's smart and don't give a fuck about the all-star game. So he's out there on the phones, and it uh, looks like – He's going to nab uh, Kevin Love and Cody Zeller. I, I would have loved to have Cody Zeller. I just think he's an active body. He's an underrated athlete. Uh, to me, my guy would have really been uh, Mason Plumley. That would have been like a, a, a guy I would have loved to yeah, get. But he got moved. But to me, it's like I, I'm just hoping that the fact that these guys are getting signed and taken elsewhere that Lamarcus Aldridge is going to be here. I, I would like, hope. I would and hope and that if, there's some if, sort of plan. Yeah, and if he's here, then I'm fine. If but if we missed out on if Aldridge ends up doing us like he did Miami a few years ago, where it's like oh, I'm going to Miami, I'm going to get bought out by San Antonio, I'm going to Miami, I'm going to Miami, Brooklyn. Here I go. Yeah. Like you know, it's like I don't want him to just be working out over here because it's just because it's the down the street. Left holding the bag the yet another time yeah. because it just feels like we just keep trying to kick that football. Well, you would think that just. Way. Maybe he's just trying to get a workout in because he still lives in Seagullville. Maybe he's got a big-ass house over there. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll go work out for the Mavericks. I just need to work out. It's like, first day of the workout, let's go. 14 days. Going back to San Antonio. It's like, they losing. It's like, yeah, Pop wants me to uh, 
Tank for a Wimbanyani. <laughs> I'm going to be taking a lot of threes, y'all. I, I, I hope, I hope that they have a plan because, like I said, I think this team can, like I said, chip in a chair, but they've got to get, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't get technically that extra ball handler, but yeah. our younger guys are stepping up. The one thing we got to have is just a better guy in the middle, at least to give us 20 minutes a yeah. game. Yeah, uh, I was kind of disappointed that the the – the guy that they went and got immediately was Justin Holland. That was their freakout plan after Terrence Ross. Because even I heard that they wanted Will Barton as well, but it was they, but they definitely prioritized Justin Holland. And I think maybe that's because Will Barton, if he doesn't play, he'll be disgruntled, and Justin Holiday has no problem just chilling there. Well, so, it's also they. I mean, no, it was going to cost the same veteran minimum. Uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, you know. But it's just one of those things, just wistful thinking. But to me, it's if we if, if it was it's one of those things that I think that if we traded. Hardaway instead of Dinwiddie, then we would have went after Barton because it's like, all right, that guy's a microwave. He just he's a chunker. He loves to throw right. it up there. But with this team, I guess it's a better fit. We just want somebody who's happy to wave a towel, but he has a history of dropping thirty on us. <laughs> hey man, if you can't beat him, join him. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that's the way to go, man. Yeah. That's the way to go. That's the way I look at it with my Texas Rangers. There's yeah. certain guys, Texas Rangers, who I've always been like, we're just gonna have to sign him, or else yeah. he's gonna kill us. Yeah, for the rest. of of our lives. Yeah. Vlad Guerrero was one of those guys. I was like, thank God he's a Ranger now. Big because God, I'm tired of watching him destroy us with the Angels. It's Rangers in spring training, position players about to report. Reporting today. And uh, right now they're all, you know, hey, get my, get my new hat. Here's getting the glove. Throwing away yeah. my red jersey. You know, <laughs> doing, doing stuff like that. Um, and uh, they, they made a signing. Um, Robbie Grossman. Um, interesting, interesting move there. What, what's your thoughts on it? I like Grossman, and the only reason I like Grossman is just because it seems like he's the only guy who, now that we have in the, in the outfield, that can actually hit right-handed pitching. Or wait, actually, I just think that he's the perfect guy for our platoon situation because he's a, he's a, he hits left-handed. He, he hits lefties very at a, a very high rate. Terrible at hitting right-handed pitching, but everybody else we have can hit right-handed pitching, right. so we're fine. So I think that he works perfectly in a platoon situation, and I think that it helps us kind of uh, chill out with the whole. Because you know me, it's like seeing too many ratings where Evan Carter just jumping up the list. I want Evan Carter up here. Evan Carter, triple A, let's go. 20 year old. Let's get it. And I'm going to ruin you like Chris Davis. <laughs> like, uh, it's like, I'm ready though. But I think Brad Miller and I think him could work as a perfect plat- platoon situation. I know Brad Miller. It's been a minute. Like since he was in Seattle, like 10 years, it's been, it's been that long since he's been good. I forgot I that he was, I'd, I'd forgotten until just the other day that he was still on the team and was like, we gave him two years. Yeah, okay. two years, ten. Now months. the Grossman thing, I I dig it uh, on a one year deal. It's okay if if we're just trying to delay stuff. Yeah, which I don't. If they're if they're delaying, it better be for something good. Yeah, uh, and I like the fact that he is a platoon guy, which means that you're still going to get, mm-hmm. um, hopefully Frazier, hopefully Bubba Thompson, still going to be up in the outfield, uh, or still going to be with the big league club, yeah. uh, breaking camp, and if it is. To delay having to pull up, you know what you think might be the future at left field, so be it. Um, it's a one year deal. Then I can deal with with that. As it's opposed a, to just it's letting a smart move because because the problem is is we never used to do these things back in the day. We would just bring guys up. It's like oh he's in double A, uh, he's doing all right. I don't know. We throw, oh, well, we, slap dick. we throw some slap dicks around. You know, well, but I'm just players. saying it's like, but we, we, but now we actually have somebody who's here. Who it's like, all right, if you're if you're hitting better than this guy, 
then it's time. You know what I'm saying? It's not like we're going to go. Like, it's not like they went and made the Brian Reynolds trade to where it's like, oh, you can't get up here because Brian Reynolds right. is here. I'm like, well, he's one of the top 20 outfielders in baseball. How do you think I'm going to get up here? Like, so I'm I just, at least happier that Grossman's not Andy Ibanez-esque. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he's. I think he's an underrated guy just because if you use him in the right way, then he's He he's hasn't perfect. been used correctly in a platoon. Yeah. I mean, he's been hitting yeah. far too much at right uh, uh, on the right side. On the right side, yeah. Because he, he's he a imagine, switch hitter, but it's like, but he, he needs a switch. He needs a switch. He needs a, he's above Mendoza. He's a 200 guy, but uh, hitting left-handers, he's up there like two upper 280s. Yeah. Uh, I want to say last year it was around 320. And so, I mean, so. He's, he's, he's got a good split on that, and yeah. you just hope that he could maintain it. Now, my does. thing is, like, now, if we see things out of Frazier and Bubba and, and Spring, it's like, sorry. It's like, it was it was your job to lose, and you lost it. Like, you know, because if these guys are ready, they're ready, because Bubba's wheels are necessary. And if, and if like, because to me, it's like, I'd rather have him up here with his feet on the base pads. And, you know, it's – and to me, and honestly, I think even Bubba's versatility, if – because – Let's not act like Tavares has arrived. We have we have no idea how big Bubba Thompson could be for this team because everybody in Major League Baseball is about to find out some new things. Yeah. Um, for one thing, you know, hey, we could see that we missed out huge on Joey Gallo. Yeah. The the elimination of the shift. You know, you're looking at some of our guys are going to be taking advantage of that too. Um, the uh, time stuff. How is that going to affect base stealing? I mean, Bubba Thompson might be able to buy. You're looking at a guy who might be able to get even more yeah. on that. When you're talking about a pitcher not having the time to go through all of his stuff, he's just got to get up there. Well, and the bases are bigger. And the bases are bigger too. Uh, so I mean, you got it, the stolen base might come back again to be a. I would huge love that thing. So and he's Bubba Thompson, be- who is already great. Well, he has great speed. He is not a great base stealer yet, but he has the most important part of it. Yeah. It could be huge. It could be almost to the point where you can't keep him out of the lineup, kind of like uh, the kid Billy Hamilton. Or, oh, yeah. Or, uh, you know, one of those deals where it was just – until it, he proved that he just couldn't hit. It was almost impossible to keep him out because it was like what he did to the pitcher, whether he stole the base or not. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this. But I want to say Bubba Thompson was Jalen Tolbert's high school quarterback. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, because uh, Jalen, because Bubba Thompson was a highly recruited quarterback that was supposed to go to Auburn, and then he got drafted where he did. He said, "So long, suckers." It's like, but he was uh he was the best player on that football team. Huh. But I guess that's not hard to believe because we've seen Jalen Tobert's rookie year. But, well, well, no, but have we, we haven't. Oh, wait, we, have, we, we haven't. haven't. Yeah. Hey, you know, last time I saw you play but, football, you was going hard. So I'm gonna still believe. I'm gonna still believe. Maybe this is new Jimmy Smith. New Jimmy Smith. New he wasn't good enough to yeah. see how fat he could. Hey. I'm just going to call him the new Jimmy Smith. But Jimmy Smith had, like, injuries and health things oh, and whatever. Man. It's different. Yeah. But, you know, I would love to see him bounce back because nobody likes to waste of traffic, and I don't like to be wrong as, my, as far as my draft projections. Yeah, it would be nice. It would be <laughs> nice. We'll talk. Uh, and, and but I'll call myself out. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's just go ahead to, you know, wide receivers, one of the big things is talked about for the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, one of the things they've talked about in the draft. But there's also some veterans who could be on the move. Um, I mean, I'm sure you've heard some of the names. Is there any that popped out to you as like, man, if we could do this, we should stay away from this person because I've there's three veterans. Yeah, that I'm. Is it everybody's five. three? Do we got the same three? Are we going to go? Let's are we go, go? Let's go. What, are we going? All right. Let's go. I'll, Deon- I'll say if I got it. All right, DeAndre Hopkins. Yes. Uh, Odell Beckham. No. Michael Thomas. No. 
Oh, okay. Those are my three. Okay. All right. And and DeAndre and all right. So then let's go with the one that we all agree with. <laughs> okay. Uh, Nuke. I mean, Nuke, Nuke is the guy. If, if you can get him, I mean, I'm sorry that he does performance enhancing drug. That just means he wants to win. <laughs> he fits. He fit, it would fit so perfect with the. Team. Hey, let's get it. This, this is a guy who has played with slapdick quarterback. Give me, give me performance career. enhancing drugs over conduct detrimental guy. Absolutely. You get the ball within a quarter mile of yeah. him, and he is coming down with the guy. Yeah, miss, man. I mean, uh, even if he's lost a step, you're not asking him to be that guy. Yeah. If he can still be that guy, great. Yeah. But, I mean, he's going to open it up for C.D. Lamb. He's going to open it up for everybody else. Oh, yeah. The question is, what is he costing to trade? Is he looking for more money? Or is he looking for well, what is he? Well, the, the, more, well, he's the thing is, contract? they had they waived his no trade clause because of the PED suspension, so he has right. no. So it's pretty much they don't care; they'll trade him wherever. Like so, it's pretty much the best deal that they get. Yeah, that he's going to have to figure. Out. About yeah, but but it's like because we're going to want to keep. Gonna, him. He was going to demand a trade. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, he was going to demand yeah. a trade, and the question. Yeah, he was going to demand a trade, but he's going to demand a trade here or here. So, but it was it to a contender. Yeah, or was it. To get more money in a contender, or well, you know, I think at thirty, it, I think thirty years old is like contender age, to where it's like I've been paid. But, I need well, to win. But I mean, I, it's he, like this Kyler thing didn't work, but I got paid. I, I've been, I got he, two contracts. He, he's owed some money. It's not outrageous, but you definitely can't can't extend him and pay him more if you. Do. All right, who are your other two? My other two. Yeah. Uh, my other two are um, Mike Evans. Okay. Who um, you know the. Talking about a team on the rebuild, there's no there's no use for Mike Evans in uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah, especially if they're going to pay. Didn't they give Godwin a long term deal? Or are they about to? Well, they're going to sign one, and they probably sign the younger one. Right. So, I would love that. I would love that. I would. That would be yeah, a dream amazing. scenario. Uh, like That'd be amazing. There, there's no there's no reason for him to be there. Um, he's it's an easily tradable contract. You could get. I think you could get great value. Off of that, it's been talked about that he could be, whether he's asking or they kind of say, hey, what do you think? Mm -hmm. I mean, he could be a guy who also just gets cut. And speaking of a guy who could also just find himself. And what isn't, and isn't Mike Evans, didn't he get drafted like 20? So he's really like, one of those guys that's like, oh, he's been in the league nine years. He's a baby. He's nine. He's 29. Yeah, he's a baby. He's 29 years old. He's a baby. A thousand yards. Like Tyron Smith. Yeah, Tyron Tyron Smith, baby. At 20. It's like been in the league since 2011. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Well, there's another guy. My last guy is a guy who could be cut, too. Okay. Uh, could be traded, could be cut. Um, and he's a guy, I mean, he's he's probably the biggest gamble. Here's a guy. He, he's probably the biggest gamble out of all of them. And for one reason, and you'll know the one reason as soon as I say his name, Keenan Allen. Ah, uh, nah. Pass. Hard pass. It's because like, of, because the thing, if we're going to trade Amari Cooper away, because he's not available. <laughs> there were other reasons. Well, but yeah, but, 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 yeah, but yeah. best ability is availability. Right, I know. That's and, what I'm saying. There's a, that's and, the one big thing. Yeah. You know I'm saying? He's a guy who could be available either for hardly any draft capital or could be a guy who's cut and you're in a bidding war. Now that you're saying that list, if I'm Mike Evans, I'm like, Justin Herbert, what's up? I'm going to go play with you. I'm like, sorry, Dak. I'm from Texas, but I'll just fly over. Boom, let's go to L.A. Well, like I said, it's going to be uh, what they could get for him on a trade. You just accidentally projected Mike Evans to go to play for the Chargers. Well, <laughs> Mike it, Evans, Mike Williams. That's like you got two power forwards out there just getting all the rebounds. It just depends. It just yeah. depends on what, what they want to yeah, spend, what he what wants, they yeah. spend to get him. Um, 
because you got to think where they're drafting. They might not want to send a second round pick, no. or they might not want to. Um, you know, Tampa Bay might demand a first round pick. Yeah. You ain't gonna send that first round pick. To Tampa. So speaking of first round picks, if you were gonna go draft a wide receiver at twenty six, and you could squeeze in some Mike Evans in there, because the who, closest who's thing- better than Mike Evans in the draft. Right now, th- th- nobody because they've never played a game. So you go with the known commodity at that point. And if and even at the point right now, if you're the Cowboys trading the number twenty six pick for Mike Evans, you would try and talk him. You'd, you'd, I don't think it would cost that much. You know, if you if you're a team who just gave up a f- who just got a fifth round pick for Amari Cooper, I don't if think you give up a first round pick. Like you know now Ch- now to me in season like yeah if Chase Claypool gets a second round pick then Mike Evans is like gets a, the number 1 pick overall or something I'm not saying yeah. I'm just saying uh, depending yeah. on what round yeah. we are so far apart uh-huh. that they're getting and we'd have to yeah, go Mike, around before. Yeah, because Mike Evans versus like, oh, let's hope and see. If they're offering versus third, like, it's like, all right, well, we got CD who's established. We could have one A, one B, and let's go. And I think that that would definitely create. And you know, and instead of and I would honestly, I'd rather if Quentin Johnson dropped to me at twenty six, I would trade the pick to go get Mike Evans. Wow, I, I that's okay. I, I don't see any way that that happens. No, it won't. But, yeah, because so let's get into Quentin Johnson. Okay, Quentin uh, Johnson. There's oh Mel Kiper and uh, Todd McShay are now mocking him as wide receiver one. Right, and it's starting to be universal around the board. Uh, you know, and they they both use the same word. T Higgins or what? Quick twitch. Quick twitch. Quick twitch. Yeah, because it's like he's got he's one of those guys you don't, you don't you, you don't see that from tall guys like that who just separate like that effortlessly. Well, and, separate and separate after what he does with it after the after ball. the catch. Yeah, it's like and apparently it, it's so phenomenal that that really. Before the draft, people the thing that people love to do is tear you down. Oh, yeah. And he's got the biggest tear-down moment that there is, which is, hey, man, where were you in the national championship? But apparently this Twitch is so amazing, nobody cares. Here's the thing. The one thing that everybody will remember from that game is when, when Max Duggan missed him wide open down the middle of the field, it's like he was gone. That was 70 yards. The game would have all been different if you could have connected because he beat – Whatever, whatever, and a future NFL cornerback or safety was on him right there, dusted him, and you missed the throw. And the thing is, in the NFL, you need to hit on every one of those opportunities. So the thing is, he'll have a better quarterback the next level that won't miss that throw. And I think that he's the closest thing to T. Higgins. Now, my thing is, I love that he's wide receiver one because I want Jackson Smith and Jigba so bad, so bad. Mm. He's my favorite receiver in this draft. Okay. If he drops to 26 because of his injury and Jordan Addison goes here, then, J- then Jalen Hyatt runs a 4-2, whatever, then he goes here. Smith and Jigba drops us to 26. I think he's we have to steal the draft. He's trying to will it right now. He, hey, he's a rock wall kid. He wants to he's play at home. He, he loves his parents he to come to, come to every come game. Here. He wants everybody. He's a, he wants to do special things. He's dropped a, dropped a uh, highlight on the Twitter yeah. of himself playing it. Texas uh, Jerry World, oh yeah, doing work. So I mean, he's trying. He's trying to will it. He's, he's one. He's honestly it. one of the, like you know, it's like remember us growing up seeing what BJ Johnson did and how amazing it was. Now that they throw the football like three times more. It's like Jack Smith and Jigba. I think that what he did last, like his last year in the state of Texas, is like twice. It's yeah. like double BJ's numbers. Yeah, I know. And BJ was like, it's like the way he throw the ball. It's so crazy. It's like he was so ridiculous. He's not the biggest guy, not the fastest guy, but. He just always ended up with 200 receiving yards in every game you watch when he played for Rockwell. And I would love to see that guy playing for the Cowboys. I think he'd be a perfect compliment to, to CD. So, if the Cowboys are going to spend money, 
outside of their, keeping their own players, mm-hmm. and whether it be trading in for a guy who you're bringing extra cash to bring in, what position – is there a position or a player that you might want to go out that you think is most important? Uh, I would target corner just because – I just think at that point in the draft that we'll miss the run on the on the corners that the Dan Quinn type of corners right. and with Dan Quinn still being the coach here, I don't see him drafting a Clark Phillips, a five foot ten nickel corner in the first round to add to our defense. You know what I'm saying? Because he's a guy who loves Deron Bland in this. I think he'd rather roll with uh, 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 Mukwamu outside yeah. before he would draft a short guy to play that position in the, in the first. So I think that outside of like a Christian Gonzalez, Akili Ringo or a Joey Porter Jr. dropping to us, I don't see us going corner in the draft like early. Uh-huh. So uh, I, I would think that like a Patrick Peterson, I think is at that point in his career to where it would be somebody to add to that, to that, that, that room. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like a veteran guy, like, you know, a guy who's seen it all, a guy who's been like, you know, who was, came in as one of like the most athletic cornerbacks you've ever seen who's even changed his body and the way he plays the game just so he can continue to play because remember he came in the league it's like he's almost 220 pl- pounds playing corner now he weighs a buck 98 you know because he realizes like can't do that anymore too many false steps i got you know so i would love i would love that just the veteran leadership that he would bring i would love that uh, i don't know if Sha- if Shaq Thompson is going to opt out but i would love a Shaq Thompson at linebacker to come in here to show up our linebacking core like, because I think that him being 30 years old, he's at the point where he just wants to win, too. And I just think that we need some other bodies. Like, because I think that they like Clark enough to where it's like, let's see what he has. Mm-hmm. And, but if you bring Vanderish back, I would like to bring another veteran, but just because it's so thin as far as linebacker goes. Because if we don't draft a linebacker in the first, in like in, in round two or three, they're pretty much all gone at that point. So I think that if you could go after a middle linebacker or a cornerback, that would be the thing. I think Deron Payne would be the wrong way to go just because he's going to cost so much money. And I kind of think he's overrated. He's more of like – he's an Alabama guy who you wouldn't want to fight. So my he, he, he has – the presence as, is real. And we do need interior defensive line help. My biggest thing is how many teams do you see that um, excel – go far where you're spending that much money at the interior line. You don't. You, it's, don't. you, you yeah. draft it. You build, you build yeah. through the draft at those positions. And you to know, me, when you sign into Goblin Kansu, not saying he wasn't worth the money and players like that, they get, they get draft, they get sold off to the yeah. highest bidder. And that highest bidder doesn't have money to do anything else. Yeah, it's got a, one guy like, in one position and that guy can't, tackle with the guys like sue and these big name guys it's better to get them like after somebody else already tried then they get cut and they've made their money and they just want to win where it's like give me the vet man and like bet now i'd love sue in my locker room because he don't cost anything but i would just like i just think that i I, that's why i don't understand why the defensive tackle also goes so high in the draft because what how many of them make such a huge difference in that first five years uh i think uh, if you if you to me, it depends because I just feel like it's kind of like running back. Just because somebody drafted Saquon Barkley doesn't mean that you draft Leonard Fournette at this point next draft because they're two they're two different beings, you know. And I just feel like like just because you missed on Warren Sapp doesn't mean now I'm a draft number one this year and just draft the best. And I but think that, all, but, but I think that that's what usually happens. So it's like so if somebody misses on Aaron Donald, so then the next year a defensive tackle is going to go number one because because yeah. we're mad because we didn't get Aaron Donald. But guess what? You still ain't going to draft the next six foot, two hundred ninety pound guy. So you're going to miss that guy again There's and again. More big cat but to me, uh, my guy, common con Sue's yeah. and, and Aaron Donald. Now the one thing I will say is uh, I, if we aren't going to get my boy who drops down Jackson Smith and Jigba, I would love. 
I, I said last week, uh, Gervon Dexter from Florida, but I also love the defensive tackle Maisie Smith from uh, Michigan. Six foot two, six foot three, three hundred and thirty-five pounds, four eight forty. Beast, gonna kill it at the combine, and uh, I think that he's gonna jump. He's gonna jump the Baylor defensive end. Well, he's got gun charges, but they misdemeanors. They misdemeanors. It's Texas. It's Texas. We love that. We love that. It's like, oh, bring your guns. Guns are cool. Bring your friends. Bring your friend with the funny hat. Let's go. Uh, I would like to see him. Uh, There are certain positions I would like to see. uh, Just go with a veteran. See if he can find somebody on the cheap. I don't trust the Cowboys enough to draft defensive tackle at this moment. I'm a little gun shy. Yeah. Um, like, to me, if, if they're going better. It looks like we're going to have to do this. If we don't get Jackson Smith, which I'm fine with, Hyatt is super appealing there. Um, the corners, I'm, I'm with you. They, they're probably not going to be there. The linebackers, I just, unless you're going to switch to a 3 4, no. I don't really want to get the cat out of uh, Arkansas because. Unless you're going to ch- switch to the three, yeah. four. if you're going to switch to the three, four, great. But here's Do the that. thing. Here's the Do thing. That. I will say. Last time I said I loved, I loved this guy, but I don't want to switch to the three, four. TJ Watt. I'm like switch to the three four. Why did say I don't want to? I said it, but if you're switch to the three four. Switch it. It's like now my rule is switch to the three four. If, if, like, if he's there, we switch in defenses. We if, switch in defense. If you're going to draft him, you need to switch. Yeah. And all then all right. of a sudden, I think. So we there. We there. We there. Because then all of a sudden, I think I think you go ahead and resign Vanderash to whatever deal, and you got. I think all of a sudden, you know, you got Clark. And yeah. That might bring yeah. back in Jabril the guy drafted Cox. <laughs> Jabril Cox. Yeah, might all and of a sudden so, yeah. be a real player yeah. at an inside line. Well, Demone Clark came back with a vengeance because Jabril Cox got like transferred North Dakota and got him benched. And then he came back to the Cowboys. He's like, "I'm hurt, but I'm coming for your job. I'm coming for your job." They saw him running forty, and he never, never saw him again. Around the all league, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, Eric Benemy has uh, made a made a move. Yeah. his career uh is it a good one or a bad one uh it i think it depends on him personally i think it's a good move as long as he goes he went to a defensive minded head coach because because that seems to be the issue with him the question's going to be are you even really calling the plays they're always going to question that if you're going to go to an offensive guy i think that was the issue with andy Reid. so it's like how much input do you actually have as far as the offense goes i think this gives him the opportunity to go improve that and also did he pick them because is he a Sam Howell fan? Because I do see a lot of people will try and compare. Like, I see some Patrick Mahomes in in Sam Howell. Like, I think that w- the way he had to run for his life his last year at North Carolina. Survival mode stuff has happened to where this guy went from a guy who, what, never ran for more than 200 yards in a season to where he had to run for 800 yards for his life. Not the fastest guy in the world. Not really smooth, but survival technique. It set in to where this guy ran for 850 yards as a six foot one, 220 pound, like four seven, four eight guy. Yeah. You know, it's like, and before that, he was dropping dimes, and you know, he had a great running game there with uh, Javante Williams and uh, and uh, Carter uh, from uh, the Jets. I'm sorry, Michael Michael Carter. So, uh, so he missed his a big part of his running game, but he developed. Like you know, this guy has uh, what he threw 92 touchdowns. What do you think about and 23 interceptions? Since we're talking four about to, how what do you Josh Downs? Huh? You like Josh Downs? Josh Downs? Uh I I don't here's my issue with Josh Downs and most five nine receivers. If you don't show me returnability, then I I can't grade you that high. Give me Tank Dell over both of those guys because he's shown me more as far as what he can do on special teams. Okay. If we're talking slot receivers. Just just yeah. just while we were talking. Yeah. yeah. Um my biggest thing on the Benemy thing is God, the organization could be in such flux at any given time. And if we get time, it'd be gone just because it's ownership. You know, Tom Landry got fired just like 
Oh, I got a new odor. Or like, or oh, even nice just what? Ron Rivera's health. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's like there's there's issues beyond Sam Howell. Yeah. Is my only real thing about like is this this the hill you want to die? Well, to I just down. think that they did play a whole year without Chase Young, pretty much. Uh, if about to play another one, uh, I think. I just think that what they did, I think that they're an impressive enough defense, what they do without him, if he's ever to actually show up, they would actually be decent. But I think losing to Ron Payne would hurt them defensively. But I think that at quarterback, like I even said last year, with Carson Wentz. Well, why, are you, why are you focused on their defense? Uh, why, you know, we keep mentioning their defense. What does that have to do with the enemy? Uh, it lets Ron Rivera focus more on the defensive okay, side of the ball it, because he's, he's a defensive guy. So I think okay. that it frees up. It frees up Rivera to where he's he gets to just monitor this side. Okay. So All so right. pretty much it's like Bienemy is an the assistant head coach of the offense. Gotcha. Okay. So that's that's the point I was trying to make gotcha. as far as that goes. Yeah. Now I to me, I just think that he he's gonna get the credit or the blame as far as it goes moving forward. You know, to where, you know, it's it's now it's we'll see, you know, because yes, it hasn't been fair what's been going on for him, but now he has a chance to show and prove. So, so, so you think this is the real test for him? Well, it's it's well to me. There have been people that have had that haven't had to it have this be. test. It shouldn't, it shouldn't have to be this way. They, but, but, look, but, I, but they it, got uh, the get right um, on uh, the fan. They were talking about it um, on Friday. You know, it's one of those things. I was rolling into work like, man, maybe I just need to sit in my car till this is over. Mm-hmm. Till this is over, so so white boy can just kind of ease on in once the show hey, is guys. over. <laughs> as as we were getting into you know the hiring, the lack of hiring practices of um, you know, you know, it's the white so man always the other man, down. never the brother man. Yeah, you know the, and the white man was keeping everybody down, but the, they researched really well um, some stuff on this and the jobs that he didn't get. And when you look at it, they're like, because I told you, Rooney you talked about this. I was like. Maybe he's a bad interview. Like I don't, you know, I that's he's all the I can think. And you're guy. like, well, that's not the only thing. I'm like, that's what I want the only thing to be. Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, the I know, only I thing know, I know. Um, but yes, the glaring thing is, we don't want you because you're black. Yeah. Or we think maybe you're too black. I don't, you know. Yeah, it's like it's like oh, it's like you don't got a white wife or anything. <laughs> like, what you're smoking actual cigars? Like, you're it's smoking like, black and mild. Like, those aren't cigars. And to me, I, it's just one of those things. I. But they went, they went through, mm-hmm. they went through, and when showing the number, they're like, okay, well, here's the big thing everyone says. When they went through and showed the people who are getting these jobs, who the amount uh, since they start talking about him as a, a full-time head coach, that have zero play calling experience. Yeah. It is almost unbelievable, undeniable. Yeah, uh, what the situation is. You're just like, oh my. That's why oh I made my. the joke. It's like, I oh guess my. does Andy Reid cast that big a shadow that y'all can't see this man? Like, you know, it's and and I and like I try to say, it's like outside of them saying that. Uh, why am I forgetting his name right now? The old Bears coach, the one who just who got let go a few years. ago. Lovey Smith. No, the uh, the Nagy. offensive guy. Yeah, Nagy, Nagy. Matt Nagy. To me, if you want to say the failure of Nagy is what is stopping him because it's like Nagy's the last guy to come out of that tree who didn't call plays and it didn't work, then say that. But but I don't but I don't God damn saying. say something. Yeah, but it's like but the thing is quiet but it's like the room but to me because the thing is is whenever you say 14 interviews, that means it's like, oh, so everybody knows who they got on speed dial for the Rooney the Rooney interview. 
That's all that. So to me, the 14 interview says more about the Rooney rule than it does about him getting fair opportunities. He's new school Leslie Frazier. Yeah. And I I think the most unfortunate thing about it is like. Leslie Frazier was bright. Remember remember before the Rooney rule? There there was Art Shell. There was Denny Green. There there was Ray Rhodes. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, but ever since you tell these old white people what to do, now they won't do it. Because you can't tell these old people with money what to do. I think that might be it. Because the thing is, they were hiring these guys that came up through their franchises. It's like, you're a Hall of Famer through me. Oh, you're an offensive line coach through me. You're this through me. So I've known you. So here you go. You get the opportunity. But now that you've told old, old, rich, white people what to do, you can't tell me that that's not the reason. Because it's like, we've seen black quarterbacks go from here to there. You know, right. in that time, it's like yeah. it's like when there there were more black coaches back then than there were black quarterbacks. Progress is undeniable. You know, but the thing is, it's like, but there's no progress as far as and there's progress as far as the general manager situation is concerned because you want to build the best team. But the thing is, like, like I say with like I was saying last week with Sean McVay, it's one of those things where people have to oh people just want the young guy, but it's like, but they Sean McVay they say they want the young guy, but he wouldn't have even got the opportunity as the young guy if he wasn't a McVay. Right. Like, you know, now him being a genius and everything made him speed through it because it probably would have been three years later than he would have been like John sure. Gruden. But John Gruden himself, his dad was a coach at Notre Dame. Or, or his dad was a coach it, at Notre Dame. It makes it like, not you know, look like a bad yeah. decision in hindsight. But the thing is, it's just like it's it's just, uh, uh, you know, the darker you are, the more you actually have to pull yourself up by the bootstraps and go get it the old fashioned way. And playing the game is not enough. Like it's not playing the game on the field is not enough. Playing the game off the field is pretty much what well, it's turned into. Well, but that's into. what everybody has to do. Yeah, and, and but everybody has is, to do. Well, it. the problem is, is I think it's harder to play the game if you're not if, if you're not, not if, if you're it, not invited. It, well, that, that's it. it. That's it. Is the fact that if you got a, a white head coach uh, who's fifty and you're a black guy who's thirty, you know, who's he going to go have beers with? Yeah, is he going to have go have beers with a thirty-year-old black dude, or you know, maybe the Thirty-year-old white dude. Or yeah, but the, 30, the thing is, it's like, but these old, but the old owner is going to be like, but this thirty-five-year-old white guy has a hot-ass wife. We are going to take her out, and I'm well, going to do. It's just like, yeah. it's, you work with the people you want to work with, yeah. who you feel comfortable with, yeah. and so much of the job is almost like who is neglecting their family and their responsibilities more, yeah. and that's the person who rises the quickest. And one thing is, is if you're not invited to do, you know, hey man, we're going to be here after hours. Till three o'clock in the morning. If you know you're not in that inner circle, yeah. then why are you going to put in the hours on stuff like that? If you know you're not getting invited to the fishing trips, yeah. into the other into the other stuff, because they have people that they drag with them from stop to stop. Yeah, and there it's a job that is almost unquant. Aside from being a head coach, mm-hmm. any other thing, the it's unquantifiable how how good you are at your job as opposed to another person. Now the Unless one thing you start looking at like. Well, this guy mentored this quarterback. This guy mentored these linebackers and stuff like that. It's kind of a, well, we just kind of guess. Well, the one thing I will say that people aren't looking at is just the age of of these. I think there's a little bit of ageism that goes on with it, too, because Eric Biennemi is kind of viewed as an older head coach candidate because he's never been in that position. But I also feel like the reason why he's older is because he had an NFL career because he was that good at football versus these guys who had dads and uncles and cousins who coach – at these 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 schools and these colleges and these and these NFL teams to where they start right outside right after they graduate when they realize the NFL is not a thing versus these guys who are actually chasing the dream playing the game doing it they're they're already 
they're they're already playing from behind. You know, they're they're playing so far from behind to where it's like at that point, like I really think they should do something as far as how they try and incorporate like the refereeing thing. How come there's not like and they do it for the women to have their uh, women come in and become future future coaches and be involved, but there's not that for for black men. There there because there, but, there is well, it's not it's not, it's just not for well, black. It's well just I just feel like well I just feel like it's it's kind of the I feel like. It's more for guys who've already played, but I feel like they shouldn't have to have that. No, they they have it's, uh, the NFL does offer a wide variety of opportunities for people to learn different different things, and coaching is included. The biggest problem you have is is the lack of, and this is just as a whole, not black, not white, or anything, or coaching or not coaching, anything like that, is the lack of people who uh, take advantage of it. Yeah. But the, the NFL is such a powerful thing, and everybody loves the NFL, that they have people knocking down the door saying, like, hey, man, you're in the offseason. Do you got anybody who wants to learn finance? Yeah. And you can go be Goldman Sachs during the offseason of your football career. But you're a millionaire. You don't want to go spend your – so you got a family. You don't want to spend your summer with Goldman Sachs or, or your you know, winner or whatever. You want to go do whatever you want to do. But they have those situations where you can go and – learn all these coaching camps and stuff like that, and it's paid for by the league. Yeah. And you go, and you're not going to some, you know, nothing stuff. These are people, you're going to some legit stuff. You're learning from legit people. And just like there's so few people doing it for uh, Goldman Sachs opportunities, yeah. that's how you have a right. Yeah. right, right well, it's just right, one of those right, things right, that, right, like, 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 I'll say just, like, you know, just black people in general in our country, there's just so many things that we do, that we're not let in on. You know, it's like we've been in this country, you know, together for so long, but there's so many things that we're not privy to as far as information goes. And nobody wants to, everybody will help with fine print or it's, oh, if you call this guy and call this guy and like, you know, but versus like, it's like versus, you know, people that just have these connections where it's like, oh, my dad knows yeah, somebody. That's you know, true. It's like, if you know, you're in the so, NFL, though, yeah. you do, you do, have, you do. And it takes uh, that passion, well, that drive if you're you there. Have to and, want to yeah, do it. And that's yeah, why yeah. we have guys like, Ryan Clark. Who'd yeah. have thought that, that Ryan Clark guy is going to be? No, Ryan Clark spent his time just like you know Olson did. Yeah. As soon as the thing was done, he had gone to the ESPN campus and learned all the broadcast through the NFL programs that they offer you to how to learn how to do that stuff. You know, but and, but and doesn't that also say something this. though? Because you see these guys, these black these black players, they go the TV route because they don't feel like there's even a way to get to the path to be a coach in the NFL. Don't you think that that's part of it? Because no. I think that has to be – because if you don't see it, then how can you believe it? Um, I just don't think – there's people who are built for it and there's people who aren't. I don't – I don't. it's like, to me, I don't think that – I think that it's more about – I would say that it's more like, are you – or do you want to play the game or do you want immediate, um, an immediate reward? I, I think say. it's you know you just it's like, of it. I think you'd rather be. I think there's people who would rather who love the game, and want to teach the game, and there's people who want to entertain and want to do do it that way. I don't think it's I couldn't do this, so I didn't do this um, type of type of deal. I don't think that's the situation. Um, well, I just think I feel like uh, even I, I just feel like that there's that nobody's gonna call Ryan Clark like they, I'm pretty sure like an Eric Weddle. I'm pretty sure as soon as Eric Weddle retires. He's getting phone calls to come coach, way more so than uh, than you know a, a, than a black guy who plays that position. I well, just I don't think, so. first of all, I don't think anybody's getting a phone call to come coach. I think you're having to make the phone. Well, call. it's oh, not necessarily the call, but it's more one of those things. It's like whenever you're in practice, your coaches always talk to you about what you're going to do after football type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? And those conversations are happening with with more people than they are with other people. 
I would say. Like, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you what happened. What I do know is that whether it's because of this photo that's circulated back around, it seems that Jerry Jones has started to make a concerted effort to fill these positions that were were at one point in time eliminated because Call William McClay GM. Because we had too, well, we had too many people. They had too many people. We didn't need thirty assistants. We didn't need two assistants to do this and two assistants to do that, two assistants to do that. And now we're filling some of those positions that we didn't think were going to be filled. And I don't know if they've scared Jerry into be like, well, crap. I wasn't going to hire him, but, you know, since I didn't uh, interview anybody to be the offensive coordinator or, you know, to be this position or to be this position, you know, we've got uh, two qual- two new quality control coaches, one on the defensive line and one, um, you know, out of nowhere. I, I didn't even know he was out of the league. Huh. Um, Darian Thompson, former uh, safety. Yeah, the safety, yeah. He special is, teams guy for us. Yeah, I know they just promoted. Assistant yeah. linebackers coach and quality control. Is he is he up is he up in a building uh, in an office next to Seneca Wallace? <laughs> Seneca Wallace is on our staff. Is he? He's been on our staff for a few years. Okay. Yeah. Well, they picked up another guy uh, with NFL, uh, uh, Sharif Floyd. Yeah. Sharif Floyd. Is- oh, Sharif Floyd. Uh, they said one of the fastest words you ever seen from a defensive tackle, but his he has arms that are so short that he's pretty much uh, just a bull rusher. He can't swim. It's like he's six two, but he can't swim on you. Yeah. So he he's uh, the other new hire, and he is in charge of uh, something else. I think he might just be quality control. Okay. But basically, quality control is you're getting tapes. You're you're intern. Yeah, yeah. You're paid intern. You're getting tapes. You're labeling. You're in a you're, you're, yeah. You're you're getting everything ready for the meeting. You're an associate at a law firm, and then you sit in the meeting. You're an okay. associate. That, that is You're an associate. Because I was genuinely curious. When no, I, 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 I did not know for a long time because it sounds like a really, you know, if you're quality control in a sounds lot of companies, really important. you're doing some stuff. No, 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 no. It's quality like, control of this, it's you're like, doing some stuff because yeah. you're not like. You're, you know, you're breaking this down and you're sh- like pretty much here's all their film. You watch all the film and you write down all the big plays. Like all the every touchdown, every big play. If they dropped it, it was it could have been a big play. You write that down. I need to know. You come back to me because I don't got time to do all that stuff. You got to give me the big play. So it is important stuff. It's oh the yeah, stuff that it's just like there's not enough time, time for one person to do before all that. Before the stuff. meeting, you're coming in and there is this package right here, that package right there, and it's all there. That quality control guy has set up everything for the meeting. Has made sure that your drinks are here, your drinks are here. Then, and you have like a, a young Eric Sepulveda or, or Sepulstra over here next to you who will edit the video for you. And he's there with you. And y'all cut the video, cut the and video, cut the video. And, and because of all that, you do all that, then you get to sit in the meeting. Yeah. That's where that's your attaboy is you sit in and the And now meeting. I will say maybe guys who play in the NFL, they don't want to start there. A lot of people don't want to start there. Well, that's the thing. But I would if, love if, that. But that's the only way. You, that's yeah. the only way you can start. Yeah. In the NFL if you don't love that, that, then it ain't for you. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's I didn't get to bring this up, yeah. but I wanted to. Was I, the statistic I want to see is how many coaches are making getting to make the leap from high school to college? Uh, it's happened a few times, but and from from then college to the NFL because you know at some point you got to find your base. How many people get into coaching to begin with? Mm-hmm. Because you know, not every you know, coach, regardless, not every not every NFL player can just coaches. You're like cops. My dad did it. You know, <laughs> that's and there's to a degree. I mean, that's how it is. I mean, there's a lot of guys who don't want to go yeah. from the NFL to not being a head coach even in high school. Yeah, because that was whole that was Dion's whole thing the whole time, right? Because he's like, I'm not going to be an assistant. Right. He'll be a head coach, so he goes and starts his own school, and then he he, he creates his own head coaching experience, and now. 
He's figures out a way to yeah, get into. He got. Hey, he, you he, need he, this? he beat the system. He, he beat the system. He did. He, he did beat the 100%. system. Yeah. And there are guys who can do that. And when he, your son can throw like that, <laughs> then you'll be a lot better off than most. Well, people. you go to a shitty school. You go, hey man, I'm gonna I'm gonna go coach Burleson. Yeah. Pull John Kitten. We don't care that you have never taught a class or never done anything like that. You were a Cowboys quarterback. Come on in. He's like, I went to college to teach PE, though. You know, and, and you go, <laughs> but you're not going to get a job. They're not going to hire you at Denton Geyer just because you played professional. Now, now if you killed it at Burleson for three years, you heard, might, then, then, we'll, then yeah. Denton Geyer will be on the phone. But nobody's going to, no, no, you no. know, because there's so few jobs like that, they will just hire you just to be a head coach coming straight out. Um, Denton Geyer, they're going to get J.W. There, was a, or there was a job that I could have gotten a head coach job at high school football because nobody wanted it that much. The only player who wanted it, they were going to, they had held the job for him till he finished going back to school. Yeah. Ty Warren and uh-huh. Ty Warren finally was just like, nah, he stepped foot on campus and was like, nah, I'm out. I'm not doing this shit. That, he, he went. He stepped on campus. Went all Ed Reed on him. Huh? <laughs> uh, dude, I don't think when I say he's on like, campus, I mean on the property. He's like, he's like, he drove around. He drove in the parking lot. Oh uh, yeah, he's circled. like nah, nah, circled. And I'm because t- I'm telling you, like, like I said, I'm serious, Jordan. I could get the job. All right. Because nobody wants. They've had six coaches in six years. Nobody wants the job. It's an impossible job, and there's impossible things in the city and all sorts of stuff. Me and like Joe said, will go save that town. Like I said, you could, you could. I, I you know, I'm racism and 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 we'll bring racism, dancing no, no, back. Racism. We will bring dancing back. Dancing racism actually is not one of the bigger problems. Dancing is probably a problem. It's is, is it Footloose? Is it that town? In <laughs> this Footloose? is not Footloose town. We gonna have them dancing though. Trust me, the cops. The cops are worried about some other stuff. Oh yeah, oh meth. <laughs> but let me just say this: like I said, I, there was one friend of mine that I have, and well, y'all know that he was a he was a PE teacher. I think wants to get a coach. I'm like, well, man, if you ever want to be a head coach, you got a wife who's an administrator. Y'all can go there. Y'all can have at that whole thing. But you know, is the juice worth the squeeze? No, not at all. Because yeah. man. It is a hot mess of other things on the football field other than trying to get 11 guys pointed in the right direction. But like I said, there's, like you said, you're right. There's, you got to want to do – coaching is not an easy job. No. It's, it's a hard job on the family. It's a hard job on a lot of things. And so, to me, if you don't like teaching, how can you like coaching? <laughs> like, if, if you've ever substitute t- like Todd – if you don't like that, then you can't coach. Right. Because you got to deal with all these types of people. All of these types of people. Like I said, I, you know, and not the, the kill The enemy thing looks awful. The enemy yeah. thing looks awful. Yeah. I just, but as far as everybody else getting there, yeah. I'd have to look at how far, you know, how far, you got to look at the root yeah. to find out, you know, what's on the branches. Well, you know, to me, it's like, here's going here's gonna to be a, a true test. Let's see how long it takes Brian Johnson, the new OC for, for the Philadelphia Eagles, young guy, uh, quarterback at Utah under what, Urban Meyer, uh, uh, he was uh, what the quarterback coach at Mississippi State under Dan Mullen, went, and now he's the the head OC after everybody left the Eagles. So if, if Jalen Hurts continues to have the same success that he had this past year, if he jumps the enemy, do we do people just gotta be like, all right, it's not a race thing, or it's just like no, that person ain't racist. The rest of y'all some hoes. The rest right? Of y'all yeah, some... I don't. You know, who knows? I, it's, a, it's a good question. It's a good question. Yeah, well, well you're right. Bianami could he could just fall into that situation where it's like, yeah, there's a play calling, but there's the age thing, and you just fall. It's like there's a lot of things. Like to me, it's like it's like it's you're black. <laughs> like uh, you probably got a black wife, 
And so people don't want to hang out with her because they want to ask her stu- dumb stuff about her hair, like in you people. Like, uh, uh, what? The fact that he's a running back, not a quarterback. You, you know, ask me if I put enough put enough seasoning. But I, do, my, but I, do I don't think, care what, how much. You I, but I do think that there's something to be said because it's hard to become a running back to become a head coach. I want to say it's like Dan Reeves. And uh, and Anthony Lynn are like like a one of the like a handful of running backs to become coaches. So it's like it could be the running back discrimination thing too, because it's like, well, you're not a quarterback, you don't know the offense like that, you know. So it's this. like it could be this. the Matt Nagy thing. So I'm just saying, it's like it's like there's so many things that running back coaches seem to stay running back coaches for a long mm-hmm. time. Uh, and I forget who gave Anthony Lynn his break. From. It's probably Dan Reeves because he was a running back. No, well, now, let's was, go, he, baby. He was, he was super tight with a Cowboys uh, coordinator, and so uh, who got uh, opportunities okay. to be a head coach? Um, was it Norv? No, no, way later, oh. way later, way shittier. Uh, this is during the Cowboys' terrible year. Chan Gailey, way shittier. Damn. Oh, dude, no, we're talking this guy, this coach is, look, yeah. Talking about when I was in college getting drunk, when we had Clint, well, St- Clint Sterner, Anthony Reich. Come on, let's wife, go. like, you know, they were like, might have put a dead rat in her own salad at McDonald's and sued. Was that Campo? No, it wasn't Campo. It might have like, been under Campo the, era, but it was like, who was his, I don't remember who his OC was. The guy, he went on to be, he was, went on to be the offensive coordinator at uh, Pittsburgh. Todd kind of hated there, too. Yeah, Todd Haley. Oh, okay. Todd Haley might have been uh, responsible some way for I know that they were buddies. Okay. And I know God almost screwed Todd Haley up to death when Anthony. He was there when uh, they were hanging out when Lynn got hit by the car. Oh, okay. And it, like Lynn was like, man, I'm fine. I don't remember nothing. And Haley's just like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Like, he had PTSD. And Lynn was like, thank God I got hit by the car. It sounds like you're going through some real stuff. Yeah. So, but, hey, let's go ahead and wrap it up. I know Patrick got some, he's got some family to go see, huh? I do. I yeah. have some cakes and pies. Cakes and pies. Cakes, cakes and pies. pies. All right. Cakes well, I'll tell pies. you what. We'll just go ahead and we don't, we got some stuff here we get hey, to later. We can go, we can go real quick, real quick. Okay, spring football. Hit, which one you want to hit? All right. Let's hit that spring football. Let's hit that spring football. Okay. Spring football. All right. Let's say that. We're talking XFL specifically because it's a new spring, a new league. Uh, and a new uh, terrible product for me to watch. Oh, you, you watched it? Uh, no, I I I, I synced it. Okay, I didn't watch it. You watch it? I watched part of it. All right. Now my whole thing is like, I just can't get into the spring football league until the NFL becomes a part of it and allocates players. NFL Europe was the closest thing to watchable football that I've ever seen in my life, and it was actually good football. You watch a quarterback throw for like three hundred or four hundred yards, and then you find out, oh, that's Kurt Warner. Then you find out, oh. I like the fact like, that they had, like, they had the decal on the back of yeah, the Yeah, to, to know who they're, they're allocated from. to. And then it's like, oh, it's like, oh, that backup must be terrible. If you can't even start in NFL Europe, who the hell is Jake DeLone? You know, it's like, and then you have Jake DeLone versus Kurt Warner in a suit, like, you know, like to lead up to a Super Bowl, like before, uh, before what, they before the Cardinals go and lose to the, the Steelers. But it's just like Brad Johnson. There's just so many people that have come out of that league. And I feel like they've built up. Our brands, the NFL brand, so strong in Europe with having all these games played there. Now's the time to take it back. Go do it. Bring back them that rain fire in the Frankfurt Galaxy. Take it back. It's like, and uh, my thing is, uh, I watched, I I caught a little bit of it. I didn't catch one dime, one handed catch in for a touchdown. I was like, all right. Yeah, when AJ McCarron throwing it like behind your back, like, I'm like all right, Aaron to the dirt. There's some stuff here, yeah. so I don't, I don't know. Uh, they need to do a better job of promoting the fact that it even happened mm-hmm. for one thing, and they like everybody else, man. So much marketing is lost on 
on some of the things. They need to market the fact that I don't give a fuck how fucked off he is. But if you've got Josh Gordon on your team, rep Josh Gordon. Yeah, I need to see a commercial that Josh Gordon plays for your team so and I, I can go and watch highlights. that highlights. Maybe I'll buy a dumbass Josh Gordon. I want to see his highlights from the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Guess what? If you sell alcohol, drunk people will buy a lot of stuff. I want to see this guy holds the record for most passing yards in Alabama, University of Alabama history. Yeah. Like, I, I, should know, I should know where A.J. McCarron's playing. I should know where Josh yeah. Gordon's playing. 100%. I should even know where, where the the leading rusher from your last season's playing. Right. But Davion Smith from Michigan, who was the number one recruiter, never did anything. Market except, the marketable guys. Yeah, market this guy was a like, Don't just show me a commercial with loud-ass jerseys. Right. He hate me. At least bring that back. And put it in each of the, re- each of the regions <laughs> that you have. You put it – give a reason. You've got to have – you're not just like, I'm just repping Arlington just to rep Arlington. It'll give you some players to go after. Like, okay, man, hey, Ben DiNucci's here. DiNucci's back. But the allocation, I think, would help help me. I think it'd help a lot of people because at least you're rooting for somebody that you know that you're invested in. Right. Like, now that Ben DiNucci's cut, I just feel like I want to see how many picks you're going to throw. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not rooting for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I hate your guts. No, I don't hate you. I'm pretty sure he's a cool guy. I'm not doing any scouting from the XFL. Yeah, not on quarterbacks. Not on quarterbacks. Not on quarterbacks. Not on anything, really. I mean, uh, well, it's, we, we got Turpin. He, he made a great, uh, you true. know, we got Turpin out of it, and I think that for what, what he costs. Turpin wasn't a scouting deal, in my opinion. I think Turpin was like, I think everybody forgot, and everybody did, because everyone talked about him with a feel-good story. He oh, never yeah, gave it up it, they forgot about why he didn't yes. get drafted, right? Oh, that, oh man, that, that was one of the things. Man, I'll listen to the get right. We're talking about that. Because what like, he could, because you got to get a, you got to get arrested. I had to call in a charge to like, not go to the combine. That's yeah. what he got, right? I'm sorry. Well, he got a, you know, handsies. Yeah, got handsies. Yeah, with people they shouldn't be handsies with. And uh, you know them skinny receivers from Texas, man. I think D.D. Westbrook, he he's, he does the same thing. If you 160 pounds from Texas, you don't take nothing from no woman. <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> can't let him tell you. <laughs> Not me. I'm, can't tell, I'm a can't tell that nothing. <laughs> All right. Jordan Amati, Patrick Allen, <laughs> I'm playing. He said, we're out before we trouble. <laughs> All right, I'm in trouble. I love you, Mary. <laughs>